welcome to Jersey Guy Sports, your sports talk home for the Yanks, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I'm your host, Don. Well, I thank you for listening today. Today, I'm going to be talking about the Yankees getting Carlos Rodon, but they're still not much better than they were last year. And the New York Rangers win their fifth straight, and they're starting to get their groove back. So let's go ahead and get started. So the Yankees on Thursday signed Carlos Rodon. He's a really good lefty pitcher from the San Francisco Giants. And hopefully he could be the ace that Cole was not this past year. Because, you know, Cole, for all the money the Yankees have been paying him, really has not been the pitcher that we need him to be, especially recently. Um, so with a one-two punch of Cole and Rodon, you know, Yanks starting pitching might be a bit better. Um, the Yanks definitely needed more pitching, and they got some here, that's for sure. And we did lose Tyone to free agency, and we added Radon. So we got somewhat of an upgrade there. And I've been reading about the, you know, opinions of the Yankees offseason so far, and I continue to find it misleading and optimistic in ways that it should not be at all. And I don't understand what people are looking at. Because I've mentioned this on previous podcasts, but the team is largely intact from last year. Now, this Radon pickup is the first and only significant upgrade that the Yanks have over a team that was woefully not skilled enough last year. A team that lost four games to none to the Houston Astros in the ALCS and looked awful. I mean, the Yankees look like a dumpster fire in the ALCS, like we shouldn't even be on the same field as the Astros. And if they think losing Tyone and getting Rodon is now somehow going to put us above them and above other elite teams, I don't know what they're thinking. We brought back Cashman, as I've talked about in the past. Awful mistake. We brought back Boone. Awful mistake. We still have Hicks on the team for some reason. Why in the world do we have Hicks on this team? Donaldson is still a strikeout master and still on the team. We still have IKF at shortstop. Now, he is one that I'm actually higher on than most other people, but we've gone two or three years now where free agency has offered a lot, a lot of very good shortstops as available that the Yanks could have picked up They would have had to spend some money, but we could have gotten some very good free agents. But we chose not to in shortstops. And the reasons that were given are varying. Oh, we have Volpe in the minor leagues. We have this. The point is, we didn't get anyone in free agency year after year for shortstops. Volpe, I don't know, is he going to be a 20-year minor league player? I I don't know. When are we going to see Volpe actually playing in the majors? Is he going to come up? See this great shortstop that everyone says he is? Let's bring him up and let's see. If not, let's go get an actual shortstop from another team here, right? People didn't like IKF's defense sort of at the end of the year. I found it average at best. He didn't seem that great a defensive shortstop. Um, He didn't seem that horrible a defensive shortstop. He made one or two terrible plays in the postseason, and that's really what people remember. Um, but in the regular season, he was fairly average. Now, with the bat, he doesn't hit home runs, so people think he's a terrible hitter. But he's a 270 career hitter who doesn't strike out a lot. And for me, 
that ranks much higher than some of the other things that we can have as far as a hitter. We need way more of those kind of hitters on the team. And that's another reason why I'll get to my next point. And that is that we don't have Benintendi resigned yet. Another contact hitter who plays really good defense and is fast. And by the way, I calf is fast. He steals bases a lot. You know, the more people we have that are fast, that play good defense, you know, and that don't strike out, the more we're going to win. And Benintendi fits all that, right? He's a really good defensive left fielder. He's very fast. He steals bases. He makes contact. And he hit 300 last year. So I I think it's almost a no-brainer to sign him unless you have some other all-star that you're bringing in. And if you don't, Benintendi has to be re-signed because we cannot have Hicks playing every day on the Yankees. If he doesn't get traded... He cannot be in the lineup every day. We just can't have Hicks there. Hicks is a awful outfielder now. He's gone from a really good outfielder to an average outfielder, now to one who looks completely lost when you put him out in the field. He misjudges plays all the time. He's a terrible fielder. He strikes out from both sides of the plate, and he walks a lot. Great. Let's sign me up right now for him. The point overall that this podcaster is trying to make is that the Yankees, despite what you're reading everywhere, are not any better this year than they were last year. They're a little bit better in starting pitching because they signed a very good pitcher in Radone, and we lost Tyone, who was very reliable in the year. People remember some bad things about Tyone, but he pitched pretty well for us during the regular season. I think people forget that. So Radone is certainly an upgrade over Tyone, certainly. And if we can keep Severino healthy, and, you know, we have some other good starting pitching, we might have a decent rotation, if, 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 right? But the point is, we haven't done anything, right? If you say that Radone is a, is an upgrade over Tyone, somewhat of an upgrade, now we don't, we haven't signed Benintendi. So at this point, it's a wash at best to me. If they don't, if, the, if it ended today, free agency, I would say we actually got worse, because now we have a, a much, much poorer left fielder and a slightly upgraded starting rotation. And and to me, that, that's not great. If we do sign Benintendi, then I will say we, instead of slightly downgraded, we would have slightly upgraded the Yankees. In any case, it's not nearly enough. Not nearly enough. We didn't do anything. We re-signed Judge kind of had to do that, right? But Judge was on the team last year. It didn't help us in the postseason. And by the way, Aaron Judge sucked huge monkey balls in the postseason. I don't know if you guys remember this, but he couldn't do shit in the postseason. So Judge had a spectacular, awesome, once-in-a-lifetime regular season, and Judge was dog shit in the postseason. So you guys should not forget that, right? The regular season obviously matters, but you know what really matters to Yankee fans? The postseason. You know what? You compare Yankee greats, see how they did in the postseason, and look how Judge has done. Judge has got to do better. If the Yanks make it back to the postseason, Judge has got to hit in the postseason because he was absolute dog shit in the postseason. So when we say, okay, what have the Yanks done in the offseason? And we reset here for a minute. What have we done in totality to get better? Can we be better than the Red Sox, than Tampa? Can we be better than the Houston Astros or the best National League teams? Let's see. We lost Tyone. We got Rodon. We don't have Benintendi on the team anymore. 
we still have Hicks. We still have Donaldson. We still apparently have IKF at shortstop. How is this team better? It's not. It's not. And I'm sorry. It may sound like I'm the eternal pessimist here, and sometimes I feel like I am too, but I I see myself as more of a reality check, right? Yay, we signed a pitcher. I'm really happy, and it's really good news. But if you step back, we didn't do enough. This team, as it's constituted now, is not going to beat the Houston Astros. It's not going to happen. It will not happen. We need to get younger. We need to get faster. We need to have more contact hitters, and we need defense and speed. I don't care about homer strikeouts. I don't care about 110-mile-an-hour pitchers. We need athletes on this team. And that means sometimes sticking with some young guys. Sometimes it might mean sacrificing a season to be in, in position to be really good the following season. The Yankees continually, continually try to make little tweaks in the offseason so that they can be competitive the next year and and not win it all the next year. And they've been doing that over and over and over again. And their inability to just rip the band-aid off and say, look, we gotta we gotta uproot this team. Do anything to maybe get Stanton off the payroll, right? And his $30 million a year salary for six to eight weeks of good play every year. Something, right? There has to be a change, a meaningful change in the way the Yankees approach their off seasons for them to actually get better. And I don't feel like it's in their blood, not with Cashman as the GM, certainly not with that moron as our manager. Okay. And that's where I'm going to leave you with the Yankees. Great signing, Carlos Radon, about the best pitcher they could have gotten that's left on the free agent market. Not nearly, nearly, nearly enough to be competitive with Houston and some of the other teams. So I'm going to move on and talk about the New York Rangers, who are doing much better. So about my beloved New York Rangers, they are rolling, baby. Let's go, Rangers. Rangers have won five in a row now. And I'm recording this on Friday, and the Rangers, uh, as of Thursday night, when they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, have now won five straight games, and they have beaten very good teams. It's not like they beat five powder puffs here. They have beaten some very good teams, and they're playing much better. In no small part, by the way, to Igor. Igor looks like himself again, and that goes a really long way when it comes to the Rangers. A lot of times the Rangers are what Igor is, and that's unfortunate and troublesome and bound to ultimate failure if you're just, you know, all of your hopes are on your goaltender. But we happen to have a tremendous goalie, and um, he didn't start the season like it, but he's starting to play like it again now. But the bottom line is the Rangers are rolling, and a lot of the kids are playing better too. These five wins, and we could start with Toronto. I'm not going to name all, but Toronto was – has been playing great there. They were nine Oh and one, for example, in their last 10 games before they, you know, faced the Rangers last night, they hadn't lost in regulation since before November 11th down. They went on Thursday night to the Rangers Rangers played one of their best games of the year um, against Toronto on Thursday night. Before that, the Rangers beat the devils who are one of the best teams in hockey this year in overtime. And they avenged a loss earlier in the season where, the Devils kind of trounced them. This time, it was the Rangers. Before that, they beat the Stanley Cup champion Avs. Down they went in a shootout. And on and on. The Rangers have won five straight games, and Gallant seems to be trusting the youngsters more and more during this five-game streak, and it seems to be helping. 
Hedl has a much better role. The power play yesterday, we had a whole minute with the second power play unit, which you never really see. Now, obviously, I'm not going to complain about the Ranger power play because it's been outstanding the last two years, and mostly due to the spectacular power play one unit. So because that first unit is so good, they stay out a long time. You know, it's got Panarin and Zibanejad and Kreider and Fox and... I guess this year it's Trocek, which who I do not like, by the way. I think Trocek is a downgrade. But the bottom line is that the power play one unit is really, really good. <clears throat> this year, a little bit more. We're seeing slightly more from power play two, although not much. And in this case, it was Philip Hedl scoring a power play goal on Thursday night. Now, Hedl and Kako and Lafreniere, they're getting more chances to play with different lines. On the first line, the second line. And it's really been been helping, I think, the Rangers to have speed and youth throughout the lineup as opposed to, quote-unquote, the kid line, you know, who would always be the third forward line. So the Rangers have been spreading out the youth. It's been helpful. Um, on the downside, I do have to say that Jacob Truba, newly minted captain, has been a disaster this year. I can't even stand looking at him anymore. I just, uh, the bane of my existence in last year's playoffs, as well as he played last year, he's the reason we got knocked out of, you know, the Eastern Conference Finals because of his ridiculous penalties in game three. In any case, Chuba is a disaster this year. People are talking about, oh, maybe he's hurt. He's still trying to play through it and blah, 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 blah. I don't want to hear it. Whatever the hell it is, bad giveaways, penalties. Literally every single Ranger game this year, you turn it on, Truba is taking a bad penalty. Truba gives the puck away, and it ends up in in the back of the Rangers' net 10 seconds later. Every fucking game, I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of looking at it. It looks like Groundhog Day. You turn the game on, Truba turns the puck over, Truba takes a bad penalty, the puck is in the net. It's like, and it happens over and over and over again. And how many times can we see this? And, and he's not only not near what he was last year, he's actively hurting the team when he's on the ice now. He occasionally still gets some big hits, which is important because this team without Ryan Reeves is much less of a hitting team than they were. They're much less intimidating, and they need people who can hit. So I do applaud his ability to still hit people, but... He's actively hurting the team, and it has to stop. And I don't know what he can do. He's already been demoted, right, which is embarrassing for a newly minted captain. But Truba has got to turn his game around if if the Rangers are going to do anything this year. But that negative aside, Truba's sort of dumpster fire season, the Rangers seem like they may have, you know, the ship pointed in the right direction. Certainly, we need to see more. The Rangers have had a long, sustained period where they have not played well to start the season. So five games in a row is a good winning streak, but we need to see this over the course of, you know, another month or two of of good play for me to be sure that the Rangers have it really back in line. But the most positive sign I've seen is that Igor is Igor. And when that's the case, the Rangers have a lot more leeway in how they play and can still win some games. So that is the best sign of all and really a good sign for the Rangers who are starting to look a little more like last year's Rangers. And that's all good. So let's go Rangers. And that's all I have for you today, guys. Thank you for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. And I want you to please subscribe to the podcast. Rate it if you can. If you feel like... uh, 
It deserves a good rating. I wouldn't, you know, mind if you did that. Tell your friends about it. And I'll be back soon with some more sports talk. Thanks, and have a good day.